0: All right, we are wagers, ragers. We are coming to you, and it is week number eight in the NFL. And last week, we took a bye week, just like most teams. So, for all of you that are just first time listeners for wagers, ragers, we are a couple of guys from New Jersey. I am your host, Joshua JT Buckner, and my compadre, as always. John, the Hedgehog. Donith. John, how you doing?
1: The Hedgehog. Doing great, feeling, you know, well-rested and recharged after the, the bye week last week. And indeed, I was just telling you that it was a true bye week for me. I didn't just uh, take a bye week from the podcast itself, but I didn't really place too many wagers last week. As a matter of fact, I was just taking a look, and, and all I really did was I placed a live in-game bet during that Kansas City game took the chiefs plus 19 and a half. And obviously that went nowhere. Um, the, the Eagles game, I didn't bet on at all. Of course, that's my favorite team, Philadelphia Eagles. And they had a very uninspired showing against the Raiders. The game was not as close as the scoreboard would indicate at the end. I think they lost 30 to 22 or, or something, something to that effect, but raring to go this week, get back on the horse, recharged, rested, ready to throw down some wagers.
0: Yeah, and listen, Wagers Ragers, we are all about giving you advice on how to place your bets in the NFL for the upcoming week, and then we give you our track of the week. So listen, um, last week we were off. That doesn't mean that we didn't bet, and John just told you that he, you know, bet a couple games. I loved Tennessee against the Chiefs. John went the other way. I love Tennessee. They crushed the Chiefs last week. And I had the Raiders as well. Big wins all around. But you know what? We move on to week eight. And if you're a, a longtime listener, you know I'm a Jet fan. John's an Eagle fan. So I start off with the Jets. And the Jets last week played a phenomenal game. Just kidding. They got blown out. Blown out. Gave up over 50 points to the Patriots. And this week, they're home against the Cincinnati Bengals who are coming off a phenomenal game against the Baltimore Ravens. They went into Baltimore and they won 41-17. So we have the Bengals coming off a 41-17 win on the road in Baltimore. The Jets getting blown out by the Patriots. And now they're home matched up against each other. Where do I see this game going? Well, let me just give you a few stats here. And a few little nuggets about this game. The Jets are 25th against the pass 25th against passing offenses. So there's 32 teams in the league. The jets are in the lower third and who are they going up against? They're going up against Joe Burrow. Yes. He's coming off knee surgery, but he's had a phenomenal season so far, but more than that, Jamar chase 754 yards, receiving most by any first year player in their first seven games leads the league, Leads the league with six receptions over 40 yards or more. And he's tied for second with 13 receptions over 20 yards. The Jet secondary is going to get torched this weekend. Jamar Chase last week against the Ravens, I mean, and the Ravens secondary is by far so much better than the Jet secondary. Eight for eight receptions for 201 yards and a touchdown. It's a matchup nightmare for the Jets this week. We have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, their tight end, C.J. Uzman, and Joe Mixon in the backfield. Are you kidding me? The Jets are going to have their hands full all day long on Sunday. The line right now is minus 11 in favor of the Bengals. Bengals laying 11 points over under is 42 and a half. Listen, this is not, this is not the Patriots where Mo Lewis hits... Drew Bledsoe knocks out the quarterback, and in comes Tom Brady. This is not the Mike White coming out game. This is Mike White throwing three picks or four picks this week against the Bengals. The Jets getting blown out. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day for the Jets. Now, some might say, is this a, like a, a look away game for the Bengals because they have the, the, the Browns coming up the following week? Honestly, I don't think so. Even if the Bengals were looking away, I think they could probably play this game with one hand tied behind their back. The Jets are going to get crushed. Mike White's going to throw three or four picks. And my rule of thought was always, don't lay double digits, but given the way the Jets have played, I'm going to lay the 11 points and I'm taking the Bengals, lay the 11. Jets are going to get crushed. And that's where I'm going with this game. I mean, listen, Mike White came in last week. He threw for over 200 yards but he threw two interceptions and no touchdowns. He had to throw the ball. The Jets were losing by so many points. He had no choice but to throw the ball, and he threw it to the other team twice and didn't throw it in the end zone. I predict that the Jets are going to get crushed this week, so lay the 11 on the Bengals. Take the Bengals all day long. Three props, real quick. Burrow, over 261 half passing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Take that all day long. And then Jamar Chase, he has been spectacular all season. Jamar Chase over 75.5 yards receiving, minus 125 on DraftKings. And then I'm going to go with the tight end for the Bengals. But my triple threat here on the Bengals props. The Tight end, Uzma, over two and a half receptions. Boom. That's my props for this game. John, your thoughts? I probably pronounced the tight end's name wrong, but – you know what? It is what it is. He's the tight end for the Bengals,
1: and I'm taking him. Yeah, I, I believe it's C.J. Uzoma, Uzama. I believe it is how, is how you say it, but he's been...
0: say potato, I say potato, Uzma, Uzama,
1: whatever. Uzman, Uzoma, whatever. But no, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm sort of surprised that, you know, it's a double-digit line, but it's only 11, 11 and a half. And the Jets have been one of, if not the worst team in football, you know, with their one win. And now they've got Mike White coming in to play quarterback. I mean, I think they're going to get demolished. I agree with all of your props. I'm also interested in taking Joe Burrow on the completions, which is 22 and a half. Now he's only averaged 21 completions per game so far this year, but the Jets passing defense has just been horrible. They've been 25th on the year in passing yards allowed. They are allowing 26 passing completions per game. And get this. They've only gotten worse in their last three games. The Jets have given up 30.3 complete pass completions per game. So uh, I think I like Joe Burrow to to hit this 22 and a half, even though, you know, that, you know, some people might say that, okay, well, if the Bengals are going to destroy the Jets, maybe there won't be as many, you know, passing opportunities, but 22 and a half is just not that high for me. On the other hand, I'm not gonna go with the attempts. I think the attempts is something like 32 and a half, but I could see Burrow easily going something like, you know, 24 of 29 or something like that. And, you know, them, the Bengals being running the ball in the fourth quarter. So give me, I'll, I'll join on all of yours and I'll also take the Joe Burrow 22 and a half completions as well.
0: Yeah, you know, I looked at the, um, cause one of my fortes is the kicker props, right? So I looked at the kicker props and I stayed away from it because right now the only kicker prop that I would actually look at for the in this game is uh, Matt Amendola, the kicker for the Jets. But on DraftKings, they only have over 0.5 field goals, but the vig on it is um, is laying 265 on a $100 bet, and I'm not taking that. Um, if it was one and a half, I'd probably take it because I think Mike White can probably get them into field goal range a couple times. But I'm not gonna lay 265 odds on a uh, over 0.5 field goals. And the points right now is four and a half. I mean, I can see the Jets not scoring a touchdown in this game, and I don't see. Um, I mean, maybe I'll think about it. Amendola kicks two field goals. There's your six points. I don't know, I gotta give it some thought, but right now I see the Jets getting really blown out. So um, I'm gonna stay away from the kicker props this week. Let's go with the Eagles today. John, what do we got?
1: E-N-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Well, we have the two and five Philadelphia Eagles traveling to... Giants up for Detroit, a lovely city. Up- city. Detroit to play the 0-7 Detroit Lions. Uh, This is a tale of two teams mired in woe. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles, after looking so good in week one, you know, they appeared to have a, a great game plan. You know, Jalen Hurts looked great. The defense looked great after a bad two first drives. Since then, the team has just been a mess. Even though they beat the Panthers a couple of weeks ago, they didn't look good doing it. And in the games like last week against the Raiders, when, you know, they're still keeping it within double digits, the game really games really haven't been as close as the scores would have indicated. You know, Jalen Hurts leads the league in quarterback production in the fourth quarter. His stats in the first three quarters of the games have been, you know, not great to say the least. Uh, the Eagles defense has just been, you know, a stick of melted butter. You know, other teams, including Derek Carr, have sliced and diced right, right through them on a weekly basis. Um, so, even though I'd love to see the Eagles win this game, and it seems crazy to pick an 0 7 team to win the game, that's what I would have to do here. But here's the thing I don't even have to. The Lions are getting three and a half. So, they're getting over the field goal at home at minus 115. And I think that's the bet. I think you take the Lions, you take the three and a half at home because the Lions, I feel like, have shown a lot of heart in the last few weeks. They played the Rams, one of the best uh, teams in the league, uh, last week and had a lead going late into the third quarter, ended up losing a heartbreaker against the Rams. Uh, I I believe in what the Lions are doing insofar as their ability to beat an Eagles team that just seems rudderless. at this. The Lions are actually two and three against the spread in their last five, and two of their losses overall on the year have come from, you know, last second field goals of more than 50 yards. So the Lions have played tough in almost every single game. Meanwhile, the Eagles, 1-8 against the spread, and their last nine as favorites, 1-8. That means this Eagles team comes up short when the chips are really down. Like I said, the Eagles are coming off an uninspired road loss at Vegas. This is their second road game in a row. The Lions have shown a lot of heart. They are not quitting at this point. I think the Lions win the game outright, so to me, take the Lions in the three and a half would be an easy call. Of course, I don't bet against my own team, but I think that's the way you go there. As far as props go, see a prop, take. A prop. I love DeAndre Swift. I think he's one of the most dynamic running backs in football. I saw his combined rushing and receiving yards prop on one site was I think. 105 or something like that. If you look at FanDuel right now, it's 99 and a half yards combined at minus 114. Now he's averaging only 93.2, about 93.3 total yards a game, but he had 144 total yards last week. The Eagles defense has been horrible. They're giving up at least 50 yards receiving per game to running backs alone, and they're giving up 133 yards rushing a game yards a game excuse me so i i like deandre swift to to kill this 99 and a half give me the 99 and a half at minus 114 combo yards for deandre swift on the other side of the ball the eagles are missing their number one back miles sanders it's not like they were really using him anyway um it did appear last week against the raiders that the eagles were making a concerted effort to run the ball a little bit more then miles sanders gets hurt So in steps Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie fifth round pick, and he's expected to split time with Boston Scott in the background tomorrow. Uh, Gainwell's catches prop three and a half at plus 110. Love the plus odds. And he's beat that twice so far this year, including last week. And that's while splitting time with Sanders. Now I expect that type of scenario to keep going. Even though Boston Scott is going to get some touches, I definitely think Gainwell hits this three and a half catches tomorrow. So give me Kenneth Gainwell, three and a half catches. Last one I'm going to look at right here. Actually, the last two I'm going to look at here. Both have to do with Jalen Hurts. I've been on the Jalen Hurts rushing all year. He continues to put up uh, big yards on the ground. He's averaging 51, over 51 and a half yards rushing per game. His rushing prop on FanDuel this week is only 44 and a half. Detroit, they give up 120 yards a game on the ground. Um, and while I took a look at the record so far this year, and the Lions have really only faced one quarterback who's known as a rushing quarterback, at least in the same way that Jalen Hurts is, and that's probably the best in the game, Lamar Jackson. That was in week three. Lamar didn't go crazy, but he still put up 58 yards and, more importantly, averaged 8.3 yards a carry. I think that shows that a mobile quarterback can get the best of this Lions defense, uh, at least enough for Hertz to beat his 44 and a half yards. I also like his over under on attempts. That's only eight and a half at minus 108 on FanDuel, it's minus 115 on DraftKings. He is averaging uh, 9.4 carries a game and 10.67 carries a game in his last three. So, Hertz's predilection to do what he does best, which is take off with the ball, is only increasing. So that's the way I see this game going down. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy to say that my prediction is that the Eagles go to Detroit and lose to a winless team, giving the Lions their first win on the year. But that's the way I see it. I think the Lions win the game outright. So I would definitely say to take the Lions and the three and a half points as the home dog. Give me DeAndre Swift combo yards, Give me Kenneth Gainwell over the three and a half catches, and give me the Hurts over on rushing yards and the attempts. JT, man, tell me I'm crazy. You're not crazy at all. And actually, I've been scouring pros, not,
0: pros, not, uh, Sorry, uh, other predictors that the Giants the game. Think about it. Prognosticators, whatever. Double double. double and scouring all of the prognosticators this week to see um, what they think about the lions Eagles game, because listen, a team, is it, is it likely that a team goes, 0 and 16 and and now in this season, 0 and 17, it's not, a team is going to win a game somewhere down the road. And everywhere that I have looked or almost everywhere I've looked, everyone is circling this game as the game that the lions get their first win. And I got to tell you, after watching the Eagles, the last few weeks, i'm with you i think this is the game where the lions at home win their first game they have come up short so close a couple of times this season this is the game i think the lions actually pull it out at home win the game against the philadelphia eagles forget the three and a half points i'll take those three and a half points i'm going money line on the lions this week for sure um DeAndre Swift, he's going to have a big game. I might even go on the rushing 50 and a half. Rushing yards on DraftKings right now. Over. Might take that. But kickers, here's my kicker bet for Lions-Eagles. Austin Siebert, the Lions kicker. Over six and a half points. Plus, not minus, plus 110 on DraftKings. Even better bet. Over one and a half field goals by Siebert uh, against the Eagles, plus 130 on DraftKings. That's my prop on this game.
1: The venerable um, Aaron Siebert. The venerable, you know, every year, you just wonder what's Aaron Siebert going to do.
0: Exactly, exactly. So here we go. Um, this could be the first, the first win for the Lions this week. All right, John, any last thoughts on Eagles-Lions?
1: Just that I hope that I'm wrong, except on the props. I want to hit all those props.
0: All right. So, second game. My second game. I'm going to stick with the Tennessee Titans this week. It's Titans at Colts. This is a big game. This is a divisional game this week for these two teams. Uh, the Titans are five and two. Colts are three and four. Titans are coming off of uh, winning five of their last six games. Big win last week against the Chiefs. Colts are three and four. They've won three of their last four games. So these are two like top teams in their division in the AFC playing against each other. It's the second time they're playing each other this, this year, the first time that Tennessee uh, beat the Colts. And I think the Colts were a different team when they played each other. But then again, I think the Titans were a different team as well. The second thing that's really interesting about this game is it is a battle of the top two running backs, the top two rushing leaders in the NFL, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor. Henry is only 131 yards away from thousand yards rushing and he's only played in seven games we're in week number eight and he's almost at a thousand yards. He is on pace to rush for almost I'm sorry, over 200, I mean sorry 2,000 yards, which he did last year and he's gonna he's probably going to do it again this year. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, He's averaging five and a half yards per carry. He's got 579 yards total rushing. This is a battle of two heavyweights going up against each other. Granted, they both play on offense, so they're not playing against each other, but this is going to be a battle of running backs. Um, The Indianapolis defense, interestingly enough, has only allowed the second fewest. They've allowed the second fewest hundred yard rushers since 2018. Hundred yard per game rushings rushers since 2018. It's five, five total running backs have rushed for over 100 yards against the Colts since 2018. But guess who's rushed for for four of those? Derrick Henry. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again this week. I know they're at Indianapolis. I don't think it really matters. I think I, I'm telling you right now, Derrick Henry is going to have a big game. And we'll get to that when we get to the props. A couple other little nuggets on this game. Ryan Tannehill. He was getting destroyed in the first five games this season. He got sacked 20 times. 20 times. But he only got sacked once in the last two games. And so the offensive line has really come around for Ryan Tannehill. Carson Wentz on the other side of the ball. I mean, I'll tell you what, he's been looking really good. And he's got six, one thousand 1,615 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, only one interception this year. Despite playing on two sprained ankles, which is in- incredible, he looks like the Carson Wentz of old for the Eagles. But you know what? When you coming up against this Titans team, which is, looks just phenomenal, beating Buffalo, beating Kansas City, right now it's the Titans – um, actually, getting three points against the Colts because they're on the road. I'm taking the Titans. I'm taking the points, and that's my pick this week. Titans. I'll take those three points. I think the Titans are going to win outright. You know, I think it's going to be a really close game. But even even if the Colts win, I'll take those three points all day of the week. Couple props, real quick. Derrick Henry. I told you, he's the man. He is crushing it every game. He's only, you know. 131 yards away from 1,000 yards rushing. 119.5 rushing and receiving right now on DraftKings. Minus 115. I'm taking that all day. And then my secret weapon on the Colts, the tight end, Mo, Alley Cox, M, A, C. I'm going over two and a half receptions. Plus 145, great odds on DraftKings, and over 21 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on or minus 110 on DraftKings. Mo Ellie Cox to have a big game again for the Colts. I like the Titans to roll this week, cover that, cover that, like actually win the game outright. But I'm getting three points, so I'm taking
1: the uh, the Titans this week. John, what do you think, Titans Colts? Well, I, I think I'm going along with you. I, you know, the Titans. They've been all over the map this year, you know. They they destroyed the the Chiefs, who I you know, even though the Chiefs have not been playing inspired football over the last you know month or so, I, they're still one of the most talented teams in the league. I expect them to turn this thing around to some extent at least. The Titans destroy the Chiefs. The Titans are also the same team that lost to the Jets too. Um, so they're a, they're a tough team to figure out here. One that I really liked was actually the Wentz rushing. Going back to this just for a second here. 11 and a half yards is Carson Wentz's rushing prop on FanDuel, minus 113. He averages 14 yards a game. And I went back and looked at the Titans' record so far this year to see if they had played any um, other players, quarterbacks, excuse me, that are you know adept at rushing the football. And they've played a ton, including Patrick Mahomes last week, who they gave up 35 yards to. They gave up 20 yards to Kyle Murray, 28 yards to Trevor Lawrence, 26 yards to Josh Allen, 16 yards to Wilson. So I really love the Carson Wentz rushing prop. Again, that's 11 and a half yards at minus 113 on FanDuel. So I love all of yours. And I'll also take Carson Wentz over on 11 and a half rushing yards.
0: You know, my only concern with Carson Wentz is, is the sprained ankles, right? And that's the rushing yards prop. You know, I always like the, the QB rushing rushing yard props, but given his ankles, I'm probably going to stay away from that, but I think the the Jet-Titan game was an, an anomaly for the Titans. They lost against the Jets, yeah, but they've looked really good since that Jet game, and I think they're going to keep rolling this week against the Colts. So, John, who do you got second
1: game? All right, so the my second game this week, I'm looking to right or wrong from a couple of weeks ago. My game two from two weeks ago was – the Los Angeles Chargers traveling across the country to play the Baltimore Ravens, two of the, the more inspiring teams this year. And I just felt like the, the the Chargers a couple of weeks ago, well coached under Brandon Staley, were riding high and were about to take that next step up into the NFL's upper elite and would at least give the Ravens everything they could handle and would cover the spread. They were getting points on the road. That didn't happen at all. The Ravens actually took the Chargers out to the woodshed. For some reason, the Chargers refused to rely on one of their best players, Austin Eckler. Um, Now I'm uh, thinking that maybe that had something to do with a nagging injury um, because for this game, one of the biggest storylines is Austin Eckler missing practice at the end of the week. It's questionable as to whether or not he's going to be able to go tomorrow. But I'm going back to the well because I still believe in Brandon Staley as a coach. I still believe in the Chargers. And this week they're hosting the New England Patriots. And on DraftKings, the Chargers are giving four and a half. On FanDuel, they're giving four flat to Mac Jones and the Patriots. The Patriots coming off a, you know, I forget what the score was. I think it was something like 634 to 13 over the Jets last week. But, you know, despite That score, I don't think the Patriots are a very good team either, frankly. I just don't think they have a lot of talent this year. Um, The funny thing is the last time these two teams played was last December, and the Patriots annihilated the Chargers 4-45 to nothing back in December. I think it's a completely different scenario this year. Um, I think this new coaching staff has the Chargers going in the right direction. I fully believe in the Chargers coaching staff to take that drubbing at the hands of Baltimore a couple of weeks ago as a learning experience and fix some of those things. Uh, Looking at some trends, the Patriots are 2-5 and against the spread in their last seven road games. And to me, the Patriots are team letdown according to the trends. The Patriots are 0-4 against the spread in their last four following a straight-up win. On the other side of the coin, Chargers five and one in their last six as a favorite remember even that horrible game two weeks ago that was as a road dog so the chargers at home with a week to prepare coming off their bye week against a patriots team that probably just had the their the the, the, their best game of the year i think the trends are going against the patriots i like the chargers at home i think they're going to cover that four give me the chargers give the four points moving on to some props here the Chargers, one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. They're seven overall in passing yards per game. The Patriots on the other side of the ball are kind of middle of the pack, giving up about 245 passing yards per game. Good for about 16th overall against smack dab in the middle as far as passing defense goes. But not only will they be without S- Stephon Gilmore, who was traded to the Panthers a few weeks ago. Um, they've had some other injuries in the secondary, some injuries in the secondary, excuse me, including Jonathan Jones, who had established himself as a solid corner for them. He's out for the year. Herbert meanwhile, is averaging 295 yards passing a game. His passing prop on Draftkings is 291 and a half on Draftkings. After you know getting burned by this before, I don't want to go over 290 again. Good news, I don't have to. On FanDuel, you can get it at 288.5. So I'm going to take Herbert and the number seven overall passing offense at home to go over 288 and a half passing yards against a uh, Patriots passing defense, which has been middling at best and has now just suffered another loss in the secondary. Other side of the ball, I like Damian Harris for the New England Patriots. His rushing crop this week, 71 and a half seems kind of high for him especially when you consider that he only averages just over 62 yards a game but that average includes a four carry negative four yard debacle against Tampa Bay um, which I sort of throw out because the you know the Buccaneers one of the best teams in the league Uh, that was a game where Harris just was not going to get the ball a lot if you take that game out look at the rest of his season Harris is averaging 73 and a half a game and and his last three, he's averaging 88.33 yards a game. So against the Chargers, who are, you ready for this? Dead last in rushing defense. They gave up 162.5 rushing yards a game. So give me Damian Harris, over 71.5 rushing yards to take advantage of that porous rushing defense. But I think the chargers offense makes it up on the other side. I think Justin Herbert has a big day and goes over 288 and a half passing yards and give me the chargers to cover the four. Tell me you agree with me. Oh, I absolutely
0: agree with you. And actually right now on DraftKings, it's a chargers laying four and a half. I could lay five and a half, six and a half. The chargers are going to win by a touchdown, at least in this game, the Patriots, I don't care what they did against the Jets last week. Anybody that plays the Jets and they beat them by that many points, especially the Patriots, you have to throw it out the window. Bill Belichick can't stand the New York Jets, can't stand the Jets. So he is going to run up the score, you know, every single time and every chance he gets against the Jets. So that game could have been 24, 13, whatever, you know the, the fact that he put fifty four points or fifty one points against the Jets last week, whatever. I throw that out the window. He's he's going into Los Angeles against the Chargers. Justin Herbert's going to put up a big game. Patriots are going to get. I'm not, I don't want to say blown out, but they're going to they're going to lose this game. It's probably going to be by a touchdown, so seven to ten points. So yeah, I'm going to lay the four or the four and a half right now on DraftKings and the Chargers. Uh, as far as props, no. I'm going to roll with you know, the props that you have. I haven't really looked at it that, that carefully. I'll probably look at it closer to game time. But the line is the thing that I was really focusing on. And I think that the Chargers are really going to put the beat down on the Patriots. So, yeah, great call this week. John, any last thoughts on uh, Chargers-Patriots?
1: Just that I expect the big Chargers bounce back, big Chargers win, and uh, Herbert to have a big game.
0: All right, listen, so we're going to move into the, the most favorite part of our pod, which is the track of the week. But before we do that, as always, I have a few, or not a few, I should say, I would have had a few, but I have a couple of college football nuggets. So earlier today, as I was, you know, thinking about the college games, what did I think was going to happen in the college games? Well, I thought Michigan State was going to play really well against Michigan. Michigan State was getting, 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 Four points at home, ranked number eight in the country. Michigan ranked number six. Michigan State at home, getting four points against Michigan. I said Michigan State all day long. What happened? Michigan State actually won the game outright. Other game I loved, Georgia against Florida. It's like that neutral site game they play every year in Jacksonville. Georgia laying 14. At halftime, Georgia's up 23-0. I said lay the 14 with Georgia. Boom. All right. All right. So I'm doing well so far. Here we go. Evening. So we are Rutgers Scarlet Knight fans. Great win for the Scarlet Knights today against Illinois. On the road against the Illini. So Big Ten game. Penn State versus Ohio State tonight at 7 o'clock. Penn State is getting 19.5 points at Ohio State. I know Penn State just lost in, was it not, not six. I'm sorry, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. Nine overtimes they lost to Illinois, but I throw that out the window. Penn State probably should have won that game running away is what it is. Ohio State's a great team, but getting 19 and a half points, Penn State, Ohio State, I'm taking Penn State. I'm going to take those points. They're probably going to lose, but are they going to lose by more than two touchdowns? Probably not. So I'm going to take the 19 and a half points. That's my college football nugget for the Big Ten. One last nugget, Notre Dame laying three and a half points against North Carolina. Again, another night game, take the fighting Irish at home, laying the three and a half points against North Carolina. Notre Dame wins by seven to 10 points tonight. So lay the three and a half points. Those are my college football nuggets. John, either give me some thoughts on college football or give me your
1: track of the week. Go. I'll do both. My uh, college football thoughts as I'm following on all and go RU, big win today. As far as my track of the week goes, very special uh, (coughs) uh, track this week because it was officially announced that my boys, your boys, Swedish House Mafia are back. Have a big reunion tour planned for 2022. I'm very excited. I've already got tickets for August at MetLife Stadium. So uh, in honor of that momentous occasion, my track of the week is gonna be a ridiculous remix. Swedish House Mafia, Save the World, the Knife Party remix. The first time I heard this was at Masquerade Motel in Miami, 2012. It was part of a sick ending to the show where they mashed it up with Hardest King and Punk. And it was just nuts. And the, just the drop on on this remix is absolutely insane. It's not something you'd ever expect, you know, listening to the song for the first time. So that's it. That's my track of the week. SHM, Swedish House Mafia, Save the World, The Knife Party
0: So listen, I went to like the Swedish House Mafia farewell tour, sort to of speak, with our good friend Mr. Mark Park City Waters, and went to the Barclay Centers, Barclay Center, and saw them there. And now they're re- reuniting, and you know I'll, maybe I'll be there with you. We'll see. But my track of the week, I was gonna go with Big Mashup with. Uh, Zed and Elon Bluestone, but I'm, not, I'm gonna stay away from that because I've probably already named that my track of the week. So here's my track, ready? I'm going back into my archive and we're going Andane Promises. Andane Promises, the Mayan and Shane 54 Summer of Love remix of Promises by Andane. Just such a, just a sweet, great, uplifting track. That's my track of the week. Hopefully you guys like it. There we go, tracks of the week. John, thoughts on Andane?
1: cool pick. Love the pull. Oddly enough, I have had Nervo's promises in my head all week. So, listen. It's in the cosmos somewhere, so works for
0: me. All right, guys. This is now the conclusion of our pod, and we hope you've taken our advice and you, you know, take it seriously, because we've put a lot of research into these games, so listen. Let your... Hicks, be sharp, and your cashes be bountiful. We are out for week number eight in the NFL. We will see you next week. We are Wagers Ragers. See ya later.